Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Up dog, my man, the bat blue. Fellas out there, lots of things are better together, as we know, like playoff hockey. Or barbecuing with your boys, teeing it up, going to music festivals. Everything is better with Labatt Blue. But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA in Buffalo, New York. What's missing curfew? It's when you kind of play guilty, but you show up. How nice is a green light on the road, though? No practice tomorrow, no playing, just go. Scotty Upshaw in the clear, and he scores! He laughs, a little bit of fun, and obviously a lot of hockey talk. You're listening to Missing Curfew. Fala, lads. Fala, my man. Here we are, curfew calls, baby. Back at it. Yeah, I think we got one in the bank. So um, for the listeners, we, we love doing these. Um, you know, Max has a good idea. We're going to try to, you know, roll one in every week. Um, but we're going to try to back as many as these can. Um, keep them evergreen, right? Don't timestamp them like the Updog said, and and bring it on. Anything you want. It doesn't have to be hockey. We'll talk hockey right up, but anything yeah, they want, man. Yeah, not so much as these are banked as we just like doing them. So totally. send them in, send questions. Uh, as we say, don't timestamp. Yeah. And uh, boys are going to get to them. We read them all, and we pick some, you know, we pick the ones that are that are beautitious. Yeah. You you know? don't, and uh, you probably don't listen to Bill Burr's Monday morning podcast, do you? I've listened to a couple. Yeah, so he he's a beauty. I love Bill Burr, yeah. but he 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 got I got the idea, or we got the idea from him because he has people write in for advice, right? They'll they'll ask him about relationships or this and that. Yeah. So I don't know if you want. No, I'm happy to. Yeah, share like some if, little hitch stuff. With yeah, the if you got yeah. some, if you got some advice, if you're in a sticky, if you're in a sticky situation, yeah, there's no one better than my man over here to get. Totally. He'll get you out of it. He'll get I, you out of I'll it. I'll try. <laughs> try to get out of a few things myself, um, but no. But great, that's a, actually a great option. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to hear, like, you know, how to pick up a chick or yeah. your buddy's struggling, you know, with some stuff and need some mental, you know, mental clarity. Yeah. Happy or, to help. Or, like, your best buddy's girl's cheating on him. What do you do? Yeah. I, like, well, do you tell him? Do you tell him? Yes, you fucking tell him. You got to tell him. Got to tell him. It's a tough conversation to have where you sit We've all had them. We've all had them. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have. We've all been there. We've all been there. But, uh, no, it's, 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 you know, Uppy, like you said, we love communicating with the fans. We're going for a dress room feel around here. So um, keep the curfew calls coming, fella. Um, or fellas, I should say. But uh, Maxi, how are we going to start this one off? We got a call in? Call in off the bat right here from Cole Leahy. Leahy. What's up, fuckos? Up here in Minnesota. <laughs> About 2.30 in the morning. Big, big time in one. Well, Sunday fun. They got the best of me. But uh, I wanted you guys two cents on something. So what would you think about three points for a regulation win, two points for an overtime win, one point for 
OT loss slash shootout. You know what I mean? Like, if you at least get to OT or a shootout, you get one point. If you win the shootout slash OT, you get two regulation, three points. And then also, I wanted to get your guys' two cents on the playoff format. I don't really know how much it's changed in the past, you know, 10, 20 years or whatever. But, you know, teams that make deep playoff runs, you know, one versus AC, that's kind of bullshit. I think uh, Sid Crosby said something about it a couple years ago too, but I don't know. Just kind of wanted you guys two cents about it. I haven't heard you guys ever talk about something like that, so thanks a lot. Fuck you. Like- Guy says he sounds. It sounds like he had a couple. Yeah, he likes saying two cents. Eh? Yeah, yeah, two two cents. cents he says two cents as much as we say the <laughs> f bomb. But uh, first of all, Cole Leahy, thanks for the call. It made me think of Jim Leahy from Trailer Park. Totally. I, I, if you're There's look- only one Leahy out there. If you're looking for a good follow on Instagram, it's called The Shitmobile on Instagram, and it's just all clips of Jim Leahy from Trailer Park Boys getting absolutely crushed. Yeah. I was watching one the other day, and, and, and uh, Ricky's like, fuck, Leahy, how drunk are you? He's like, six out of ten, bud. Six out of ten. <laughs> it's like Carl Johnson. Yeah, six out of ten, bud. Uh, I, I see what Cole's saying here, up dog. Yeah. And, you know, we had mentioned about I don't like the shootout anymore. No, I'm over it. But and is there a way to separate the tie? So what he's doing is, you know, we both had a cup of coffee in Europe, and I, I think in Europe you get three points for a regulation win, it's right? A three points uh, soccer system. Yeah. So I I agree with that. I think that's something to look into. But the reason I'm not a huge fan of the shootouts is just because like the league's so close now, right? Like it's so hard to get in. Like look yeah. at the Florida Panthers last year, right? They got in by one point because Pittsburgh lost to Chicago, but like. I'm just saying, like, it shouldn't come down to who has the better shooters in a shootout when it goes over 82 games. So, for me, I want that out of there. And I do believe, Ups, that you should get maybe an extra point for a regulation win because it's it's so hard to win within 60 minutes now. So, I'm down for this. I'm just down for anything that gets the shootout out. And I'm also down for a good old-fashioned tie, which will never yeah, happen. It's, but It's unique. So, so what does he want? Three points for a regular, for, for like a regular um, win? Regulation, regulation win, he wants three points. You get to a shootout, you get a point. And then you get an extra point for winning the shootout. So basically, the only thing that he's changing is you get three points for a regulation win. Yeah, I don't. The three point system. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It would be interesting. I I would like to see the separation in you know if someone scores in overtime. Um, you know, the, it's it's a more of a point to score in overtime than it is in a shootout. So how do you separate? Do you give a half point? You know, maybe if both teams get you know the guy so, the guy gets. I don't know. You lose. You lose. And you lose in um, the three point system. Is there's something to it? You lose an OT. Bet you find the better teams with it. You lose an OT. You don't get a point. Winning team gets one, or winning team gets two points. Losing team doesn't get a point. You get to the shootout. Both teams get a point. Winning team gets the extra one. So if you lose an OT, you don't get a point. No, but you just get a check on the overtime loss, right? And then like, at the end of the year, it, it factors in. Does it? I don't fucking know. It does now. It does now. Yeah. Overtime losses factor now. I used to get one point. You make it in overtime, right? Now you don't. No, it would just if if no. If as soon as you get in overtime, you get a point. Yeah. So if you said to teams, you know, I don't know if it would change it. Actually, I'm just thinking, would you be more offensive if, like, would it open it up even more if you realized you get two points or no points, or would teams just be like, we're going to sit back and play for a point? I, that's the thing I don't like about overtime now. Like when we first came in the league, three on three was a bit of a. It was like up and down, up and down. And then I think we've touched on this before, but then coaches get involved, yeah. right? Yeah. Don't forecheck. And then they go, you know, then it's like soccer where they're just kind of going back and forth, not much happening. So I see maybe, what he's uh, saying. Maybe there's a way to just do the three on three till there's a winner. Like, you know. Just every, every minute a guy drops off. 
Remember those? Yeah. Hey, start, she start four and four. That was great. Back three on three. Yeah. Imagine you had McDavid one on one against Jack McKinnon. Hughes. Jack, yeah. you love Jack Hughes. Love Jack <laughs> That's Hughes. the first. When I say McKinnon, the Have first you seen thing this kid in I know the first though? thing you think is Jack Hughes, right? Like uh, he's your yeah. favorite. He, yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, uh, he's he's silky. Sick. Silky. He's sick. I just and I seen him in overtime the other day. We came in the zone. He like looked back here and then he just turned and just ripped one. Like he's just. I mean, three know. on three, he's deadly. I wouldn't put him up there as top five in the league. Top five in the league. Well, yeah, his, his points would would indicate that right now. He's like uh, so. So why not just and then, and then it becomes like okay, five minutes goes. These players haven't scored yet. Then it's on the coach. Like, is it time to put in a grinder? Like. Is it time this guy's got more fresh legs? Like these, you know, Jack Hughes was just out there for two and a half minutes. Were you going to put him out there again, three on three? So let's so, say we, well, let's say we did the eliminated guy, then it gets down to one on one. Yeah. McDavid gets the puck. It's pretty gimmicky. Pull the goalie, make it a two on one. I mean, it is gimmicky, but we're just, we're thinking outside the box here for old Cole Leahy. Yeah. No, I, he uh, sounded like he was drunk, like Jim Leahy. Yeah. I'm down for, uh, I'm down for like after the five goes two on two. Two on two. Well, can we get down to one five. on one? Yeah, one on one. Yeah. So a total of fifteen minutes extra hockey. Bring the nets in. No whistles. <laughs> Bring the nets in. No whistles. What, what was Throw it? the puck in the corner. What was that guy in Edmonton called? Billy Barty or Billy? What was his skates in Edmonton? Three on three. Oh no no no! It was Perry Pern. Perry Pern. Yeah. yeah. Perry Pern. What did I say? Billy Barty. That's what the Perry boys Pern. said. Three on three. Yeah. It was great. They used to keep stats, and MC would just light it up. MC, it was great. I saw him at your birthday. I sat, well, we all sat together at your birthday, but I got to see him two out of three weeks because of loops and news, but he's just a beauty. 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 He was so nasty back then, too. He'd show up on the Tuesday, Thursday, lead the lead the whole week in scoring. So was it all National Leaguers or all was National Leaguers? Wow, that's yeah, it was a good skate. What, what, what rank? It was at uh, Claire, Clairview Arena or St. Albert. Um, Is that like it was outside North, of it, 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 Yeah, it was on the way up to St. Albert. I forget the rink right now. I, sh- I mean, I- so where where were you? That's when you and Lou's were living there. Yeah, we were living downtown. So who were you guys training with? Do you remember back then? Who yeah, I was tra- I was training with um, I was training with Simon Bennett. Simon Bennett was ben- my trainer. Body by Bennett. Body by and he had he had all body by. I used to fucking kid. Goddamn, George the Rock would get on my back. I carry him up the staircase. That'll get you in shape. And Sean Bell, remember him? Yeah, carry scoot. him up there. Could scoot. Um, who also that, Jamie that, Lundmark would work out with us. That's how much training has uh, uh, evolved over the years. Yeah. You, you were carrying George the Rock up the stairs. Yeah. I don't think Connor Bedard and the boys are carrying each other up the stairs. Yeah, not a chance. Builds character. Um, Eric Johansson, if you remember him, he's a he was a great player. D man? No, he was a forward. Eric Johansson. Yeah, Eric Johansson. Wow, where did he great play? player? He uh, <laughs> he never played much, and he never ever played in the NHL. He had the sickest mitts. He was like a Canadian Swede. Gotcha. Play, played Edmonton. I think he played in the um, dub. Playing yeah, the dub. Yeah, I think maybe Regina or Tri Cities. But he was nasty. Speaking and, of the dub, did you hear what uh, Connor Bedard's comments when they went in to play Vegas? Where Vegas came into Chicago and said the reason they won is because they had so many Westerly shocker. Uh, you know that build no, your team I, around good Canadian guys. It's not just Western leaguers, but Western no, leaguers are built for they're built for a grind. No, there's no question. Yeah, and listen, you know, the team last year, the Seattle, uh, what are they called? The Thunderbirds? Thunderbirds. I mean, I watched that team in the Memorial Cup. You went up to Canlips, yes. and it brought hope to me that, you know, that this we're not awful. turning into a complete, soft, embarrassing. They were yeah. big. They played hard. They went to the I net. They're big Western leaguers. I mean, listen, when I turned pro, I hung around with Lupul, Kunitz, Brookbeck, Joel Stepp. 
Western League guys because I like the way they, their personalities. I like the way they play it. I was like, these guys are good guys. So, yeah. Um, how many workouts? Like, listen, it's it's okay now. You've played seven hundred and fifty games. You had a great career. How many workouts a did you show up to from going out the night before? How many workouts did you miss? Like, did you go on Mondays? Yeah. Did you miss Fridays? Um, let's get the, the polygraph time. test out. The odd time because the ranch there and yeah, the ranch Thursday had a nice Thursday. <laughs> Thursday night was <laughs> ladies' night. Uh, <laughs> those are good nights. Really ladies' good. night. Uh, so the odd time I would miss, you know, one day. Sometimes it show up a little bit like you know late. Yeah, a little late. That's okay. A little late. That's late. okay. Yeah. Was guys like uh, like Stoli and Rafi Torres and those guys were they working out in Edmonton they back were, then? No, or? they were gone. They were they, gone. they were kind of they were back home. Yeah. The one year they made the finals, I remember it was just like the talk of the town. They were still they were buzzing. So I, I actually probably didn't work out that whole month of June when they lost. It was just things fun to do. Like the city was just going. It was going. So yeah. you were in Edmonton when they went to the final. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was probably two thousand and six. Is that five? Is that White Ab? The Ducks win. No, that was they went to the final seven um, two thousand right after the lockout, right? Yeah, they were the first cup after the lockout. Yeah, so two thousand four. Because the last one before was Tampa Calgary. Yeah, and we had the lockout. Yeah, missed the whole year. Yeah, then Carolina wins. Carolina Edmonton in that final. Yeah, and then and Pronger gets traded the Ducks, and then the Ducks win. Yeah, and Loops gets traded, and I get traded, and Ducks yeah. win. And then, how are you? Bob's your uncle. I tell you what, I mean, we were, you know, we went and saw the Stanley Cup in Newport Beach, and Tamo Solani came out, I love the flash, love the flash. But, like, I was just sitting there thinking, like, if I wouldn't have got traded, I'd have a Stanley Cup ring, and right now I could be pouring this in Pick's mouth. Instead, I just got to look at it like a fucking yeah. dummy and be like, oh, man. I know, it's it's 48 tough. hours away, ups. 48 hours, I know. Because you, you got to think, I would have done something stupid enough to fuck up the cup for the Ducks, right? I mean, I was playing. Uh, you would have been throwing backhand sauce sometime late think, in game six. Do you think I might have just taken a bad penalty in the Western Conference Who Finals? Coach, was it Carlo? Randy Carlisle. Oh, my God. Yeah. He won one, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tambo actually has a fun thing. He, he says about Randy that he made it harder on them to win. I bet. Like, he was like, Randy made it harder yeah, for us to win. You want to see adversity? Yeah. Yeah. Listen to Randy Carlisle fucking chirp in your ear. All season. Yeah, one. it's funny. I saw Randy at uh, Getsy's retirement when he had the press conference, and you know, Randy kind of looked at me, and he wasn't even really gonna like. He kind of just like I went a out crusty. Or? I went out of my way to say hi to him. Like, yeah, I think sure, he kind of sure. looked at me and realized like I'm not a 23 year old kid anymore. I'm yeah. a man, and no longer does he have any power over me. So he probably was like a little bit of shit running down his leg, and I was like, whatever. I I didn't mind Randy. He was hard on on, on guys, but I didn't mind. Like I don't hate him. Like I hate Bob Hartley. I I, I respect Randy Carlisle, but. You could see there was a little bit of like, yeah, don't be a pussy, you know. Yeah, exactly. Randy, come on, come on, shake my hand. Totally. I was surprised he got invited to that thing actually, but I guess Getsy and him when you win a cop and you play, he probably for... just got the flyer sent to him by a text. It probably wasn't official. For the blast email. <laughs> it was a blast. The blast email. So somehow his email still is a uh, art. Randy Ar Carlisle at, Randy ducks. at ducks hockey. <laughs> head coach at duckshockey.com. dot right, Randy. He used to fucking. He used to. It was so gross. He used to ride the bike. So we come in there in the morning and me and Penn's pairs, and it was supposed to be Getsy, but Getsy was the only guy that had enough balls to be like, beat it, Randy. You know, I'm not going to ride the bike for 30 minutes. Me and, me and Penn's had no choice because we were in the fat club. But we come in there and Randy would have these nut huggers on, these these shorts that you wouldn't even wear them in the summer. Up, up, under, <laughs> up, up under his... <laughs> they must be really, really Yeah, straight. up yeah. under his nutsack. You have a towel over the, the handlebars and he would just be 
chirping and riding and spitting and snot flying. I'm like, oh, Jesus, yeah. man, do that at the coach's office. Like, no. But, I mean, he was old school. You got you to gotta give Randy that. Crazy that, uh, you know, he ends up going to Toronto, falling loops around. Wild. Totally. I'm in Toronto for a long time, right? Yeah. Five years. There's a great clip that's been on social media where Phil's like, Randy tries to be funny. He's like, ah, very funny, Randy. You're fucking funny. Like, so Randy had that, like, it was great when, when Tamo played with him. Cause when Tamo was a rookie in Winnipeg, Randy was, was a veteran D-man. Probably a Norris trophy winner. Yeah. And all that was one of Randy's great lines. You know, how many Norris trophies have you won, Obes? He'd say that. Yeah. I'm like, it's my first year in the league, but he played me yeah. 10 minutes. I won any, and I'm not going to win any. I'm fuck how many kills you have. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Um, but Tamo said he was just a hardcore, old school that guy, like just hard in the rookie. So then, when Tamo started playing for him, obviously he could give it back to him a little bit. Norris Trophy, Norris Trophy. Who did he beat out that year? Like Paul Coffey? <laughs> I don't even know. That's a good question, right? Like who are the? I, I would love to see the year Randy Carlyle, and he played for the Jets, right? It comes right up. I think my computer's. Yeah, he played for the Jets. You get that ultra high high speed internet right now? Oh, this thing's humming. Yeah. Clear the history. <laughs> Clear the history. <laughs> Did Randy Carley, he won the Norris. In 1981, he had 67 assists for 83 points. That was an off year, I bet. So basically, he beat out guys like, yeah, Dennis Popman. Dennis Popman. Was, Dennis Popman had that won was three previous Norris trophies before yeah, that. Yeah, and, and all the Stanley Cups, late 70s, yeah. 80s. Yeah, so Randy. I don't know how we got talking about How do we get talking about Randy? That's what's great about this curfew's call, too, is we just kind of start going. So, Cole Leahy, I'm with you, fella. No more shootout. I'm okay with three points regulation win. And I want to tell you what. I, I'm. I, let's go back to a good old-fashioned tie. And why, Uppy? Because when you get a tie on the road, you get on the plane. Yeah. Nobody's mad. I know. It's a tie. Makes gambling harder, though, right? You, you got to get the tie, but you're going to get better odds. Fuck yeah. That's right? Me. You would get unbelievable odds for a tie. Like in soccer, the World Cup... Some of the cash that I made in the World Cup last year or two years yeah. ago, whatever it was, was ties. Plus fucking 300. Boom. Take a tie. Nil, nil. It, for a gambler, it would be very interesting. Very interesting. It does like to the to the fans leaving the, leaving the barn. Like, ah, oh, it's a tie. Like, are they, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. What's that feeling like? Because I, I, I don't go to live events anymore where it's just a tie. No, it doesn't happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Although in kids' sports, they want to give out like, trophies to everybody. I was just going to say nowadays people are probably like, oh wow, good, uh, good tie. Good tie. Good tie. Oh, no one no one lost, no one won. It's very cherry. Good job. Everyone goes home feeling good. I know. But um, I I'm down for that though. I, I think it's time we really consider getting that shootout out of there. So uh, Cole Leahy, thanks a lot. And by the way, fellas, if you're looking for a good follow the shitmobile on Instagram, <laughs> check it out. I let the record, I let, one of his greatest lines up is, I let the liquor do the thinking. I let the liquor do the thinking. Up dog fella, if you're at the bar, club, or better yet on the golf course, and you look over at the fellas to order something, and they all freeze up. Well, I'd tell them, hey boys, loosen up. But what would you do, fella? Exactly. Have some confidence, fellas. Or as Jagermeister calls it, confidence. If everyone's struggling, here's what you do. Just order for the table. A round of ice cold Jagermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, up dog, we've all been drinking Jagermeister wrong. I guess so. And how do you think we should be drinking it? The fellas at Jagermeister, they wanted at zero degrees Fahrenheit, Uppy. You know what? Thinking back, oh, when that cart girl comes around the path, Obes, and the boys are thirsty, 
and you're just wishing, damn, I'd love just a nice cold shot of Jagermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging with friends or at the bar, call the shots, fellas. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jagermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check Jagermeister out at www.draftkingsxjagermeister.com. Drink responsibly. Jagermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jagermeister US, White Plains, New York. Maxie, what do we got? Fellas, what's shaking? It's Duke from Prescott, Ontario. Prescott? Doing a few little mushroom capsules as we speak, expanding the mind. A couple of questions, boys. One, as a beer league wannabe, there's nothing better than throwing sauce out there. High, hard, low, backhand, forehand, even the odd uh, little muffin. <laughs> Listen, just want to know who threw the best sauce in Pracky and which coach hated the most. Two, tape jobs, boys. We're going heel to toe, toe to heel. We're using white, we're using blacks. we even throwing some candle wax on there, fellas. <laughs> Three, Uppy, got a question for you, brother. Hopefully you know my boy, Eric Selleck. Kid's a beast. Well, I don't know if you have any good stories on him. Boys, keep the pod rolling. Doing a fantastic job. Keep your sticks down. Laces tied up tight. <laughs> keep yourselves out of the rhubarb. Rest in peace, Jimmy Scoops. Love the pod, boys. Keep it rocking. Rock and roll. One other thing. Got a big chew in right now. <laughs> long cut. School straight. Tony Street. This country up here lets us get some candidates in, and we start enjoying the buzz. Anyways, boys, like I said, keep it between your lines. <laughs> Fellas. Oh, a duker. What and a guy. I'll put that up as one of the best curfew calls ever. Yeah, yeah, that was Prescott, good. Ontario. That was where is that? Ah, let me. Ch- I think she's. I think she's over by London. Um, I love the question about tape. Yeah, you did, got you, me. Babe, brought your me eyes back. did. Like, you brought in this twig today. This new missing curfew twig that we have, which is epic. Thanks to our boy Sheldon for that. Uh, let the boys play. R.I.P. Jimmy. Yeah, it's um, classy. I was listen. Let's touch on that one first. Yeah, I went toe to heel tape job always. You. I went uh, heel to toe. You did. So this is, sorry, Ops, I'm just trying yeah, to, yeah. okay, okay. So he's east. He's like Brockville, past Kingston where I played junior, right on the water, kind of heading towards Cornwall, yeah. heading towards Ottawa, Montreal. So he's, Prescott's east. I went I went heel to toe. And then would you scissor it around? Oh, I scissored yeah, it. See, so I, I, I scissored it. I wouldn't. I would do toe to heel. Yeah. And mainly because my blade, which is the jury curve, it had it had a little rounder of a um, of a the tip on the blade, and I never liked to cut. So anyway, I would just I would start there and go <laughs> all the way down to the end. And then Steiner one time brought up a fact to me. He's like, you know, you do that opposite, and a hockey when you think of a hockey puck coming on your stick and the way you stick handle it, you get the grooves of the Oh, the sticky. He's talking grain with you. When you go he's heel talking. to toe, and I'm like, Steiner, I, 
Come on, Bud. Steeter, I'm just trying to Jury's get Jury's out. I can't stick Kendall anyway, all right? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying done. to get it deep, Steeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. You know me. I want a one-timer in the slot. Fucking, how's she going? I mean, you had a great release. Uh, Don't deny that. No, so, and that made sense because, you know, if you go heel to toe all the way out and the puck hits the heel of your stick and you're stick handling or shooting or passing with that, you're getting that grip of the tape to sauce the pucks. And it's actually... Yeah, it's genius. It's, it's above Steeters my it's above my pay grade. Totally. Yeah. I mean I, I didn't think about and that. And I always did the dummy stick with the tape. I go on the one shaft. slice up each corner of this four four corners of the shaft. Yeah. <laughs> and then the knob by the end, I was doing these, you know. Well, you had your own knob by the end, right? Where you just slid it on like a like a domer, where you just put it where you just... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did. Where you just I mean, first dome I ever wore. <laughs> the end of my like, career in no, my yeah, stick. You're like, no wonder this is how these things work. <laughs> Jeez, is this easy? <laughs> Fuck, maybe I should start mixing these in a bit more. This, <laughs> there's no wrapper or anything on this. <laughs> there's nothing worse than when you get that wrapper right, and you're just trying. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Damn it. <laughs> I'll be right with you. I'll be right with you. I'll be right with you. Oh, um, okay. I, I mean, the heel to toe thing. I, the first guy I saw, Corey Saverin, shout out to Savvy, played Kingston with him. He's a fucking beauty. We picked him up and he did toe to heel. And he started yeah. with, the, with, the, with the outside the toe. Yeah. And I was watching him like, what's he going to do with that tape? And then he, he started cutting it. So I was like, yeah. oh, that's a good look. But I always went, I always went heel to toe, cut it around there. No wax because I, I, I mean, in the National League, you, you tape your stick every, you know, Every intermission, yeah, right, yeah, for sure. So no wax. Plus you're lazy. And I'm with Check you. Text. Yeah, and I'm with you. I mean, listen, there was some periods where I didn't have to change the tape myself. I know. I got too. fucking two shifts. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> like literally in Calgary, I taped my stick before the game, and I would not have to retape it. I didn't that's even need to. I didn't even need a stick in Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> like it is so brutal. Oh. Um. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. My, my knob, as I as I gradually got, like it was not as big as Stone's knob now, but like. I would put my finger outside it, and then plus, if you were coming to the net ups, you know, I I put my stick up and I want my yeah. butt in. You had a big, yeah, yeah, had a little knob. I used to do like, um, so the probably the width of my pinky, I would take the white tape and I would use my teeth and I would create like a little sliver that was probably the width of my pinky, and I would start that on the tip on the very top. Just and for then right, right below that, <laughs> I would do another wrap that was maybe three quarters of the thickness of that. So. So it had a spot for my pinky, and I remember doing Thickness that. Thickness is I, important. I broke my pinky back in the day, and I couldn't really wrap my whole finger around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of created this little, kind of a nice little leverage. I think he's got him right here. Look at this. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see what I'm talking about? Nice, Max. Tape to tape. Yeah, I see that. You see how it's thick, the little thicker, and then I start. To oh, wow. So it, so it Ribbed for your pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it just, the pinky fits right on there. Ah, this is nice. See this? I, ups, I go like that. So sorry, see, I didn't overlap it. Stick, no. But like, see that if you come to the net ups, <laughs> I know. You know what, what I mean? Like, I know. What I don't need have to cross check. I just put it up. Yeah, but how do your hands feel with that big knob on the the top like that? I I, I don't. I, it's been so long since I played. I thought I put my hand here. I don't. I don't even. I don't even notice it up. So yeah, it's just it's just here. It's underneath it. So all basically, I'm just holding on to the shaft like that, and that's just for. So that means you probably didn't wear out most of your gloves. No. See, I used to wear out this part of my glove because it would be, it would right in there. Well, yeah, when you're squeezing the tick, the stick is tight. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I got to get this out, man. I got dinner reservations yeah. later. I got to get this out. Totally. 
Um, what color it's tape? Nice to what? See that, it's so, to see that this tape's still on there. Max, yeah. good, good job. See, here. Look, there's a toe to heel. So you were, oh, well, fuck, you went right up the heel. You're one of those guys. Oh, yeah. right up. Like, up, you're not, you were never going to pick a puck up with that part of the tape, were you? Like, oh, no, that's where I shoot the, when I, when I take a clapper, it's kind of right from. No, but I'm talking about go up, go, go up to your heel or your stick. Oh, right there? You, that, you went up pretty high, eh? Yeah, but that's because if you tip the biscuits. Okay. okay. You want to like, you want to make sure that you get a little rib on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to be ribbed all the way up the so shaft. It looks like you got some wax on that too. Yeah, I do I do a couple. Just low. Just a couple slices of the wax. Non-sticky wax. So more candle wax than the sex wax. So Remember can, the sex so wax? So you can drip it on someone if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't worry, babe. It's not sticky. It's not sticky. No, they called it sex wax when we were kids. I, I think we're gonna have to fact check That's that. What one. the surf wax is called? The Thank wax. you. It's called sex wax. It's sticky I, wax. I should, like surf wax. I should have known not to argue when it came to anything. Anything regarding <laughs> that, I should. I should have known. I'm out of my element. You're out of your element, Donnie. Um, it's a nice stick. Thanks, eh? Max. Eh? You know what's it's great about these sticks? Eh? They used to change the color. So That's because it's ribbed and it's thick. Yeah, yeah. So I use, <laughs> I use this one in Calgary. That's why she's still fresh. But like red here. Then when I was Canucks, it was blue. When I was on Nashville, it was blue. Um, when I went to the jungle, I didn't, they didn't let me. They didn't let me use my own sticks. Um, that's a nice NHL stick right there. Look at that. Up. We use for pretty much same stick. Up, you were thicker. Did you ever use the, the grip tape up here? No, no. Eh? I, I like did the, early. I like no. the grip tape. I like the grip tape. I like I said, I gripped the stick uh, tight enough. Didn't yeah. get any grip tape. Heads up, well, you get a high stick yourself there. Uh, Duker said, so, first of all, Duker sauce is unreal. I mean, I I probably sauced it too much, but. End of the day, you got to have that sauce play. If, if you need to make a little play in the middle, you got to sauce it. Best sauce passers, uh, I'm going to go Ryan Getzlaff. Ryan Getzlaff did it with no tape on his stick. And then the Sedins. I mean, they never even sauced one that, like, that, that, no, it was just. I'll tell you two guys that uh, beat both of those people. Really? Paul Korea. Wow. Had the heel to toe sauce like you've never seen. And Alex Kovalev. Well, yeah. Hey, now that we're on DKN, what's a sauce pass for the uh, non hockey audience? Sauce pass. Yeah, sauce pass. So if you think of a puck, it's a you know it's obviously a little you know saucer. Yeah, right. sauce pass is like throwing a little sauce on it. So yeah, you, so over, you lift it up over a stick over with a, a stick sauce. So it, it sails like a UFO. It just kind of ho hovers, sauces, and lands flat. Yeah, it's got to land exactly. flat. If it doesn't land flat, it's like a wounded duck. Yeah, we well, that's exactly exactly exactly. And then it can't it can't be controlled upon you know arrival. Yeah. It's like if, you know, it's fucking uh, hold on to your seats and grab the oxygen mask. Yeah, and not, I mean, probably nowadays everyone could sauce, but when we played, not everyone could sauce pass. Like Darcy Hordacek, sorry, couldn't <laughs> sauce pass. Like you couldn't sauce pass, right? Like yeah. there's other guys in hoarding. But if you can make a nice sauce pass, it's national. It's, yeah, it's sexy. It's a good look. It's like, yeah. you know, you, you look at your guy, you go, what a sauce. Yeah, and coaches, a lot of coaches hate it, Max, especially if you're guys like me. Because uh, it would know. never end. Well, they're just like, you don't need to sauce that there. Make the safe play. Up the wall. Get up the wall. Don't fucking sauce it. But when you look around the room to other guys and you know a guy can make that little sauce pass to you to break pressure, you're like, nice play, bud. That is a nice go play. In Phoenix, Yans and me, anytime someone would have us, we'd go, juice. Yeah. Like, you Saucy. Like, yeah. Yeah. And the, but remember, Looks good. Remember? We how? would go pregame skates, all pregame skate in Philly. No one put a flat pass down. Didn't Hartsy say that? Yeah. Wasn't that Hartsy? Yeah, Hartsy. That's unbelievable. Everyone sauced it. Um, and then, you know, you get the guy that just has the never ending sauce, eh? 
He's a sauce. It never comes down. Hits the boards. <laughs> yeah, not, I was I was good for that. I yeah. asked Kyle Quince. I would throw him. They like would this. just never come down. I like get down, get down, get down, get down. Like my driver, um, Duker. Great question, buddy. You're a beauty. Prescott, Ontario. Looks nice. We're in the water ups. Maybe we go up there for a little, you know, forever. His boy, Eric Selick. I played with him in uh, yeah, he had a cup that? of coffee. He's a mutant. Mutant. He? Yeah. Did he have a full it. cup or half a cup? He had a half a cup. Where? Florida with me. Um, good Eric, guy, though. What's his name? Eric Selick. I must played, have played uh, against this guy in the jungle. Let's see. He played for the San Antonio Rams. What yeah. did you go to San Antonio? I must have played against this guy. Eric, how do you spell his name? S-E-L-L-A-C-K? No, S-E-L. L E C K. There he is, Eric's. I played against. He this played guy. with me in uh, 2000. I played against this mutant. Yeah, yeah. Got ejected from a game in the third period for instigating a fight with Hurricanes forward Kevin Westgar. I would have been. He was sticking up for me. Good guy. So uh, maybe I didn't. I know. I've. I know this guy though. He's an 87. I was still in the league then. What's the Belleville Senators? Belleville Senators is an American League team now. In Toronto. No, in Belleville. So Belleville is where Belleville, Bel- Belleville is where Brad Richardson's from. Belleville yeah, is but where that's Ontario, right? Yeah, that, that, Belleville. Oh, so they have a minor league team. Yeah, they used to have a junior team Ottawa's. called the Belleville Bulls. Cool, gotcha. Belleville's where I was, where I used to work out with Richardson, Raycroft, Derek Smith. Yeah, Belleville. But I, pl- I played AAA hockey there. We we're called the Quinny Red Devils. Shout out to my former captain, Brandon Harker. Harksy, you fucking beauty. I love you, um, Belleville. So now they got the American League team there, which. It's. I love Bell Vegas. We used to go to Little Texas. It's closed now. I'll be used to. You talk about the ranch. This was our ranch, Little Texas. Richardson brought the cup there when he won it. Um, it's not a great American League town, though, man. It's too small. Like I bet. But like I don't know how much young girls are floating around there for the boys to be able to enjoy. You know what I mean? Total fire things the league. Ah, uh, Duker, great question, buddy. Up dog, my man, the bat blue. Fellas out there, lots of things are better together, as we know, like playoff hockey or barbecuing with your boys, teeing it up, going to music festivals. Everything is better with Labatt Blue. But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA in Buffalo, New York. Up dog. You're the you're you're the, you're the better reader here. So why don't you read off old Thomas Corkum Cork Corksy Corksy baby? Boys love the pod. Helps me get through the work week and brings me back to the good old days of being with the fellows in the room. I travel frequently for work and have my go-to hotels in various cities. I wanted to know what's your favorite National League hotel and what's the worst. Where do you want to start with that? I'll go first. Um. The best room, the best hotel for me was the Peninsula in Chicago. Love it. Great. Just, just great everything. Right great there bedding. on Michigan Ave. Great bedding. Great bathroom. They had one of those little, what are they called? When you have the bidets. toilets. They had the bidets. Big, huge shower. And I got my own room in Vancouver. So you're walking around Chicago with a clean arse. You're walking around Chicago with a clean arse, a clean ball sack, <laughs> and you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Right? You go over the I Tavern agree. on Rush, have a couple there. Uh, and I got my own room on the road because... I only stayed there with Vancouver. Most teams wouldn't put you up in the peninsula back in the day. But Bjexic punted me as his roommate. So for a year and a half, anytime I went to Chicago, which was a ton because we played him in the playoffs two years in a row, and we played him twice a year at, in their barn. Mm-hmm. I was living life at the peninsula. Worst hotel, the little shitty fucking Marriott they put us in beside the, the rink and sunrise. I don't even know if it's still there anymore. Uh, the Lightning, we would stay there. Nashville, we stayed there. 
It was awful, man. No room service. If you're in the National League and there's no room service at your hotel, that should be against the NHLPA rules. I should be able to get a fucking piece of uh, some ice cream at 11 o'clock at night if I want yeah. some, or if I want a little club sandal, uh, give me a club sandal. Totally. So I'm going Peninsula, and then I think it was a Marriott Updog and Sunrise. Brilliant. Yeah. Mine, uh, I got a couple. Uh, Sutton Place in Vancouver? No, Sutton Place in uh, Chicago back in the day. There'd be Sutton Pancake House. Yes. That used to be awesome. Yeah. For more reasons than one. The I, lobby used to be just, uh, yeah. That was right. So the pancake house was right there, and then literally, that's where the tavern was. Yeah, tavern was right there. Right there. Yeah, and so Senior Frogs, they, uh, you know. Gibson's Steakhouse. Gibson's, yeah. The Ritz <laughs> Toronto, great hotel. What, te- just what there. teams would you stay there with? The last bunch. Yeah? Yeah. St. Louis? St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis. I Yeah, it was St. Louis because I actually signed. Uh, I closed on my house from pregame meal there one day back in when I was with the Blues. So you closed on your your house you built out here? Yeah. I always remember that. By the way, I, I I don't think we got enough out of that house. I know. You know, we didn't. You know, oh, we shit. didn't get enough out of that house. COVID. COVID. Kid. I mean, I remember when you would take me over there. You're like, let's go check it out. <laughs> and like, <laughs> you do, I remember Max. He was carrying the blueprints around with him in his fucking. He's like, I, 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 I lunch. He's like, look at this. And then it was built, and then COVID hit, and then we just didn't get enough. I had a baby. Yeah, I didn't want another baby. And I didn't want to go there because I know how happy you are being a dad. Oh, but that's okay. But as as your friend for a long time, and as your former teammate and, and business partner, uh, I don't think we got enough out of it. But uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, you know, we move. You on. did a hell of a job putting that house together, though. How like, about uh, built it? How about the Four Seasons in, um, well, anywhere? Yeah, no, great Four great Seasons. Rolls, well, great with Flippers, NYC, the worst hotel, NYC Westin at Times Square. Yeah, but get me out of that's there. That's where I. It's a fucking jungle. That's where I stayed mainly. Brutal. Where do we stay with Vancouver? They're somewhere sick too. Might have been the Four Seasons. Gansvort was where sick I had a. Um, I don't want to give the guy's name away because he might get fired. But uh, give when, I, when I was playing in Phoenix, uh, I often bought my own hotel in the, the meatpacking district. Yes, and we stayed at Gansvort in the Great. Um, financial district, which wasn't too far from from Madison Square Garden, okay. but. They had ran out of hotel rooms there. So he had to move one hotel room to the, and he comes to me, he's like, hey, listen, like we're here for four days. Four days? Uh, Who gets four days in the city? Yeah, Only you. four days. It was over maybe Halloween too. And I'm like, he's like, I got to move one. <laughs> I got to move one room and I'll make sure we get a suite over there. And I'm like, just shut up. Give me the room. I'll take it. I, you know, Problem so I, was, I was going from the <laughs> rink there to have pregame with the boys and then just shooting right over to the. You know, I spent a little extra in Uber money and cab, yeah, but I had a blast. You could afford that back. I was, there. you're not worried about coming home. You're not worried about no. what time you're, you know. You don't have to worry about running to coaches. That's exactly Yeah, it was any I, trainers. Unless they're whoever. going to the solo house. Wow. But they're not. They're not, they're not getting the no. solo house. I don't even know where Meatpacking District is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They think it's from the Rocky movie where they're hitting <laughs> the fucking meat and the thing. Um, you used to get the best schedules, man. I mean, we, we I, I remember, uh, you know, when we started becoming boys and training, the schedule come out, and I'd say, we'd meet you and Loops take it. Well, me and you for sure. I don't know Loops, but me and you would take a peek right away, and you'd be like, "Look at this, Loops! Three nights in Manhattan, four in LA, <laughs> six in South Beach." <laughs> like, what? How the fuck does that even? How does that even happen, man? I got a, I got a back to back here in New York. I got back to back Kings and Ducks, and I got one day in Scottsdale night before a game. I'm gonna have to play guilty at the old yeah. bar in Glendale, but yeah, um, man. 
So those are great. Yeah. And the, and the worst hotels are just the, the Westons in, oh, in, in any city. For our boy Bully. Any city. I think in Buffalo one time we stayed at a Hampton Inn. T- tough, tough news. Hampton Inn? Hampton Inn. <laughs> can't be, st- but I-, I love a good Hampton Inn. We find the guy at Port Hope, but you can't be staying at Hampton Inn. Buffalo now has a nice hotel attached to the ring. Well, they should. Yeah. I mean, they come on. Nice hotel. You think about it like, you know, obviously we're spoiled playing the league. Like, you, you know, you fly in, you get on the bus, and you're like, fuck, it's, t- you know, two in the morning. But like, think about how nice of like, it's the best. It's the best. It's the pregame nothing, meals. There's, there's literally nothing better. It becomes busy and strenuous and like painful when you deal with coaches. Well, like when you're losing, and right? When you're losing, yeah. yeah. You show up to the rink, your fucking jersey's taken off. You know, they're they're putting you in the green. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? Fuck off. I was playing, even Steven last night. I didn't even take a penalty. You're going to scratch. Totally. What are you going to show me? The guy at the top. Show me on the video right now that I that's going to make me go. I don't deserve to play. Yeah. How about you shuffle up the first two lines there that the guys are making all the money that you know? Why yeah. is it not their fault? They played half. We're losing twenty minutes. I played ten. Yeah. How is it my fault? Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, even from a coach's lens, it's like, come on, what the hell are we doing here? They're probably getting an earful from the GM. I mean, I don't think people. I realize how stressful losing is in the NHL, though. Like because it's, it's every single day. You know, you go in. I, it's I just, your livelihood, right? It's yeah, your reputation. I, it's your teammates. It's like you guys have no mojo going into town. No, it's, it's the whole package. It's brutal. it's brutal. I remember, you know, my first year in Colorado, we almost made the playoffs. Like going to that rink was so much fun. Tim Army, our video guy, was the man. Which just the next year, we lose in every game. We finished dead last, I think thirtieth or whatever. And you go in there and you see the same people, and you don't want to talk to the coach, and the coach doesn't want to talk to you, and it's. It's really fucking stressful. And yeah. then you get your paycheck. You're like, okay, it's not bad. But it's, it, do, you think, do you think coaches like, so you're losing. Okay, say you're losing a bunch of games. And this happened to me in St. Louis down the stretch. But anyway, we were losing games. Guys come in and they're like the cookie, you know, the cookie monsters. They're the ones that, you know, they usually score in a bunch of goals. And if they are, they're kind of happy, right? Totally. But okay, so everyone's kind of shitty, right? But you got guys come in and they're still like, wanting to put music on they're still like trying to be smiling they're still trying to you know have coffee talk to all the boys in the training room like is that look bad on like because some coaches you can know this some coaches come in and they see like you know you or me totally. trying to like have a normal day have fun pick up these and then you got these guys making eight ten million bucks and they're they're moping around the fucking dressing room like what it's a, it's a, it's a great point by you and it's 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 there i wrote down there's a breaking point yeah, a season where you look around and say, "All right, boys, we're fucking done." Yeah. Now we gotta have pride for the jersey and the pride that we're playing in the NHL. When the puck drops, we do whatever we can to win that hockey game. And ninety yeah. percent of the guys in the NHL, yeah, play hard because they they want to stay in the league. They got kids, they need the money. But if we're so far out of the fucking playoffs and it's past the deadline, let's not make every day miserable here, right? Like we get it, we're not where we want to be. Yeah. We're out of the fucking playoffs. We can't even see the playoffs. No, totally. But but yeah. but I mean, there's a part throughout the season when you're still in fucking it. Fucking games. Yeah. I would say after the deadline, if you're in the playoffs and you got no chance, there's no point coming in. Like being mad and miserable, it's not going to make us jump into a playoff spot. Yeah. We're out. We're fucking done. Yeah. Now, in December, when we lose four in a row, I don't think the boys should be coming in being like putting music on. But in March, when we're done, fuck it. Right? I think they should. Play I think you come in smiling and like enjoying the fact you're in the National League. Even though you suck, you yeah. can't like mope around. It fucking drives me crazy when guys yeah. look. Well, you talk about mopes. Some of the, co- I mean, Joe Sacco, the second year in, in Denver. You know, them. he's moping around. I'm thinking, buddy, you were, you should have got fired last year, and now you got a three year extension. At least when you're gonna get fired this year, you got two more years to get paid. 
Yeah, like you're I, moping around. There's for no it. way to get out of a funk when you're moping around. That's oh, my point. Totally. You need to like. You need to just wake up and enjoy the fact that you're. You need a good. Living. You need a good slump buster. Is what yeah. you need. Hey boys, let's get out of the let's get out of the road and let's get a good fucking slump buster. And turn the season around. All right, dinner's at eight thirty. Be there. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> oh man, I'm talking. I miss those days. Maxi, we got one more. I want to do one more. Yeah, let's do one more. All right, buddy. Fellas, it's Bootsy. From Godridge, Ontario. Fucking Godridge. Love the show. Like they say, long-time listener, first-time caller. Shout out to my buddy Pete. Come, hooked on you guys. Love the show. You're doing a great job. Keep her going. My question, who's the craziest son of a bitch you've ever seen on the ice that you just prayed would never shake the gloves in your direction? And also, the best scrap you've ever seen while playing. Keep up the good work, fellas. See you again. Cheers. Bootsy. Yeah. You want me to go? I got I got sure. Um this guy actually he went on his social media and fucking roasted me and you, but um I I would say Billy Tibbetts back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Billy Tibbetts back in the day in the American League was and I I knew him a little bit through Josh Grad, but he was a guy that you're just like you never knew what Billy was gonna do. And then obviously, you know, I fought Bugart way out of my weight class. But a guy, Steve McIntyre. You remember Steve McIntyre from Edmonton? Of course. His fucking head was this big. His, you know, he had like, you know, no disrespect to it. Like he just, his eye was like, he just looked like a scary individual out there. And like, that was one guy that when we played Edmonton that I wanted no part of ever. Like, and luckily I was, you know, a good enough player that I played more of a significant role than he did. And, you know, we had Hordy and and actually, you know what? We didn't even fuck, we're just like, leave this guy on the ice. But he was a scary individual. And then probably one of the best fights I've ever seen, Josh Gratton gets called up for the American League. Remember Grant McNeil? Yeah, of course. So Grant McNeil just fought Chris Simon the week before in the NHL and went toe-to-toe with Chris Simon. So Josh Gratton gets called up. I'm like, Gratz, don't even go to the hotel. Move in with me right now. So we'll get you an air mattress. Trust me, this team is so fucking cheap that if you're in a hotel room, they will send you down, right? So just get out of the hotel room. Tell them whatever. So Gratz moves in, and he meets Brookbank and all the boys, and Gratz is like, I'm going after Grant McNeil, you know, first shift. I said, fucking right, buddy, do your thing. And Brookie, we're at the rank, and Brookie calls me over. He's like, Olb's like, you know, like, all right, just, does he know how tough this guy is? I said, Billy, you just wait. Don't don't worry. You just fucking wait. He's like, yeah, I'm like, just wait. Fucking first shift, gloves go off, and Grant McNeil hits Gratz with a punch that would have knocked anyone down, and Gratz just kind of takes it, goes down, and just starts wham, 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 four or five. Credit to Grant McNeil, he hung in there. And after the end of the fight, Grant McNeil spit out a hunk of blood. I've never seen it to this day. That was this fucking big on the ice. Like he just went, opened his mouth and like broke his jaw in three places, fucking blood everywhere. That was basically the end up for Grant yeah. McNeil. Like that yeah. was basically his last fight, which sucks. And I just kind of looked at Brookbank and I was like, we got our guy. We got our guy. So Josh, I mean, Grat, and Gratz, crazy, yeah. Gratz fought. So we had to go up to North Bay where we had a playing game in the OHL. So Kingston North Bay is like a six-hour drive. We're going up there for one game. When you get in, they blow us out. <laughs> they blow, it's like 7-1 in the third. Gratz goes and fights DJ King. Remember DJ King? Yeah, yeah. This big fucker. And he goes toe-to-toe with them. The season's over. We're done. Like, we got a six-hour bus trip, and Gratz sits in the pocket with this guy, and I'm looking like, I'm like, Gratz, just go down. Yeah, get yeah, out. at some like, point. Just, 
So that's Spumoni. That's Spumoni. Exactly. <laughs> Spumoni's. And the guy gets on the bus, his nose is fucking bright. And oh, like, he looked dude. like a caveman by the end of his fucking yeah. career. I love Josh Grant. Yeah. But the, the, that fight to me, Bootsy, jumps out as, as Gratz. Gratz put himself on the map of the American League. And he got himself an NHL deal that year with Philly. Yeah. But Gratz was a kid. Were, uh, were you in Anaheim when um, he fought Horty in Nashville and fucking Horty put the teeth in the back of his mouth? basically and he was in the dentist chair for like five hours Gratz Gratz was playing for Phoenix Phoenix that's it yeah what he says that's the hardest he's ever hit somebody oh my god his teeth were in the back my dentist the next day at the next game was like I I was in the hospital with that with that Gratz and fixing his teeth till like five in the morning they all got pushed back yeah that's and Horty but Horty would throw haymakers down the pipe haymakers if you're looking for a good fight to watch on YouTube it's Hordachuk versus Angelstad yeah. Good old fashioned punch in the face contest. What about Pete? Um Pete Vandermeer? No. Pete. Jeff Pete. No. Uh Pete. Yeah. He played in Regina. Yeah, yeah, he played yeah. in Wash. Stephen Pete. Stephen Pete. That guy has some fights that yeah. he, Um I played with a kid and well, he's not a kid. He was my one of my best buddies, Paul Brown. He used to fight yeah. junior and then in the minor. Played in Milwaukee. He'd fight right? anybody. Played in Milwaukee. He was like my line mate and teammate for five years straight. He'd fight anybody, you man. You played on his line? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, you're too good of a player to play against that. No, no, he's a good player. I played against Milwaukee. Great, Strong, tough. Strong, right. Fight anybody. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he'd have fights in the dub against like those McLeod brothers in, in Kelowna. And he fought Bugard. Like this is fucking, and Brownie was 150 pounds soaking wet, but like 6'2", six 6'3". Six yeah. Tall and lean. Tall and lean. Yeah. I saw Colt Nor. He was my, Colt Nor was my line mate too, by the way. You want to talk about a guy who was scary too to put in that Colt Steven, Nor. Colt Nor. Orzy was always a guy that I was like, I, I really hope Orzy doesn't fuck around or like, I hope he doesn't come after me. Like he was, he was a killer. Yeah. Yeah. You never want to see. Yeah. No, never. Um, I saw Riley Cote have some fucking bangers. Riley Cote, man. He used to work rock and hit Riley Cote one time. I think we might've put this out there. He hit him in pit on one blue line and his helmet flew off to the next blue line, and all of us in the rink thought his head was still in the helmet. It was crazy. <laughs> it went 40 fucking feet in the air, and we were like, his head's in there. It was crazy. <laughs> Holy shit, I hope Cote's head's not in there. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts, man. Um, who else did I have? I mean, for me, they're, they're, they're just, on a personal level, Bootsy, I fought Rocky Thompson in the American League when he was playing for the Edmonton Roadrunners. That was like, cross off a list, kind of an old school beauty. And Dennis Bondby, I fought when he played for Hershey. Yeah, you're a scrap. I mean, those guys were just like I, I fought them a because they were American League legends, and b because we really didn't have anyone else to go. But those yeah. two guys were guys that I was like, I'll fight, I'll fight Rocky and Dennis. Let's go. Actually, Loops and Popovic did a wrote a, the, the the end of the year in the American League, the lockout year, which still would go down as one of my favorite years of hockey. When me and Loops became buddies, him and Popovic wrote a song about our team that year. Yeah, and one of the lines was, um, it was about me and Brookie. He's like, I fought Kippy, you fought Rocky. No, and I was like, no, you're tougher. No, I'm tougher. No, we're both equal. That's why we're super buddies or something like that. But then it went around the whole team. I don't know how these guys found time. What, Loops that, is part of that? Loops of Popovic. Yeah, was, yeah. Like a, a lyric, maybe not about everybody, but about the core group of guys. And it was somewhat of a chirp. Incredible. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So uh, they played it around the campfire one night on our ear in Bender. We had Casey Hankinson, Dan Bilesma, Chris McAlpine. Uh, uh, you guys had a good team. We had a good team. So. Great team. Um yeah, Josh Grad Gratzi's my my my. Uh, we were roommates in junior, but we were best buddies. Uh, I love Gratzi, so Gratzi, I hope you're doing well. But Maxi, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Fellas, big Russ P from Detroit again. Had an absolute time with you. 
Obi, I think uh, I think you might owe the kid a bottle of Camus. I'm not gonna lie. I was oh, uh, you, you were trying to figure out who made the uh, made the call for you on the cat first and any time. You're uh, you're hearing from him. So uh, you know, a bottle of Camus would be fantastic. Uh, you know, but I'll, I'll, I would settle for a bottle of Bonanza. Same thing, twenty bucks. That'll that'll work. But <laughs> anyways, just uh, just wanted to call and give you some shit. But yeah. Great time again, fellas. Appreciate it. Thanks for visiting the Murder Mitten. Had a blast. The Murder Mitten. Hey. <laughs> the so, Murder so there he is. Mitten. He came out of the woodwork. Rusty. Rusty book. Rusty. Every time I hear Rusty. Sounds like you just smoked one. Yeah. Oh, fuck. He loves that stuff. Um, I think of the Seinfeld episode where Kramer gets the, the, the horse named Rusty. Rusty. <laughs> Rusty. Uh, you know what? I, I do owe him. Um, did I bet him a ball of key? I don't know. I was pretty drunk leaving the old social house. Yeah. I mean, you felt confident enough to put in quite the bet on I put it. a couple yeah i put yeah, uh, a couple dimers i put a couple dimes on both. i mean if Debrinky scores that first goal so i put 500 on both i put 500 on first time to break it would have yeah. got me five thousand. and i got troy yeah, yeah i got troy our boy at uh our DraftKings social and uh sports and social bar you he sat with fan? us yeah, yeah no he came to show up to see us and he was he was fired up the whole time and he sat in our booth and yeah. crushed beers with us a couple good, shots. Good guy. He's a, he's the type of guy though. When you have a house party and you know you look around and it's just you know you and your girlfriend left and Rusty's still there. And you're like, hey, fuck it. Hey, fuck. Hey, fuckhead. Party's over. All right. Like you gotta go, bud. I, I hate to tell you, but listen, Rusty, it's over. You you, you know this ain't gonna he's happen. Like, where am I gonna go though? Yeah, where yeah. am I gonna go? Yeah, I don't know, man. But you can't stay <laughs> well, here. Yeah, you ain't got to <laughs> closing. Go. Hey, Rusty, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here, brother. All right, you got to get the hell out of here, but um. I guess I owe him a ball of Camus. He gave us his address. I don't know if we should put that out there. He's getting some fucking yeah, hate mail. Yeah, he said bleeped it out right after he said his oh, address. Oh, he did, yeah. What, what's Bonanza? I mean, it's, I don't know, like what a was banana it? schnapps or something? I don't know. Your memory's not perfect, but um, do you remember the first ball of wine you ever had? I do. It was Yellowtail. Uh, yeah, no, my, yeah, it probably was Yellowtail. Yeah, right? Yellowtail back I in got, the day. You know who told me to get it? I called him for it. Who? Perk McLean. He was my oh, goalie coach no in shit. he was my goalie coach in Kamloops and I was going on a date and I'm like, hey, so like I don't know what to order for red wine. What would I get? I think he just said, I'm at like, you know, probably Earl's. Yeah. And he writes me back and he goes, I don't even know if I was texting him. Maybe he wrote me a little note. Two thousand one. And I'm like, you had a flip phone back then. Yeah, I probably had a Nokia flip phone. Right? Yeah, you had to do the like. Remember when like number one was A, B, and C? At a, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, Crazy. Yeah. But anyway, Kirk McLean wrote me back and said. You know, Yellowtail. What was the the brand of it? I mean, they had Merlot, Cabernet. They had a Shiraz. The Shiraz was something Yellowtail. Shiraz. Yellowtail Shiraz was a yellow bottle. The Yellowtail uh, Merlot was a red bottle. And the Cab, I can't remember. Because I, I, I was drinking the Merlot or the Shiraz. And I was slugging it. So that's, yeah. Google how much a bottle of Yellowtail is going for right now in 2023. Cabernet, nine bucks. Nine bucks. There you go. <laughs> Nine bucks for you, back. So back in nine dollars, back when you were playing, all an Australian wine. Yeah, it is. How about it was probably like five bucks when we were playing junior then, right? Wow, they're claiming to be the most fucking popular wine in America. Lush fruit greets the drinker through an opium bouquet of black cherries and chocolate. I, that's I think that's what kind of donkey gave I that. Think, I think that's two <laughs> yeah. a little more than what kind of donkey yeah. gave that re review. That's 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 uh what's what's it called when you that's pumping it up a bit. That's pumping it up. I'll say it's a pump and dump. Dark. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rusty, it was fun hanging out with you. Um, I wouldn't hold your breath on that ball that came as fella, but if I've ever come through Michigan, maybe we'll uh, 
take you out for a beer. But uh, uh, Updog, I love these curfew calls with them. Like we said, fellas, keep them coming. Keep them evergreen. Don't timestamp them like the Updog said. Uh, Uppy, I love doing these with you. Max, great job, Hall Pass Media. That was Mr. Curfew. Fellas. Updog, fella, if you're at the bar, club, or better yet on the golf course, and you look over at the fellas to order something, and they all freeze up. Well, I'd tell them, hey, boys, loosen up. But what would you do, fella? Exactly. Have some confidence, fellas. Or as Jagermeister calls it, confidence. If everyone's struggling, here's what you do. Just order for the table. A round of ice-cold Jagermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, up dog, we've all been drinking Jagermeister wrong. I guess so. And how do you think we should be drinking it? The fellas at Jagermeister, they want it at zero degrees Fahrenheit, Uppy. You know what? Thinking back, oh, when that cart girl comes around the path, Oves, and the boys are thirsty, and you're just wishing, damn, I'd love just a nice cold shot of Jagermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging with friends or at the bar, call the shots, fellas. Cheers, with ice-cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check Jägermeister out at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur. 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister U.S. White Plains, New York.